Hi, I'm Amy Edwards, and welcome to the show about to be formerly known as Rock Your Life. That's right, the name is shifting a tiny bit, so don't worry. It'll still stay the same, just that little part of it is, and I'll keep you posted on what it becomes. The show is still going to be about finding your inner rock star, overcoming fear, getting better, and transforming everything in our lives into something more and more amazing than we ever dreamed all the time. So as I said, I'm Amy. I'm your host. I'm also a radio host, a musician, an author, a DJ, a mom, and a transformation and accountability coach. Aside from all that, I'm in my late 40s. I've been married twice. I have two kids, one from each marriage. I've been up and down with love, mental health, sex, substances, depression. (laughs) What else? What am I forgetting? Jobs, money. Yeah all of it. I'm here to get real with you about everything and make life into the best it can be. And a little bit about my background. I took up rock and roll music, guitar and singing and songwriting less than a decade ago. And since then, I've written, recorded and released music that's made me learn a lot about overcoming fear and getting out of my comfort zone and embracing vulnerability. And in order to achieve goals too, I learned a lot about building habits that got me there step by step. And I love sharing everything that I've learned. And that's what these episodes are all about. I believe in talking about everything, learning as we go and the journey and shedding these negative limiting beliefs that can hold us back from being our very best versions of ourselves. And I'm practical about it. I believe that, you know, building better moments and a better daily life adds up to reaching our dreams and goals and just being the best that we can be. Uh, The show is an hour long. It's in 15 minute segments with a focus each week. This week, our focus is optimism. First, I talk about this week's topic and what I've learned. Next, I do an interview. This week, it is with Jody Rivera, aka Swamp Mermaid, and the owner of Swamp Mermaid Salon here in Austin, Texas. Next is our affirmation segment called Go Aff Yourself with our affirmation maven and founder of stickwithit.co, Jill Faulkner. We choose one affirmation to work on every week. And lastly is BYOB, build your own brand, brain, and biz with certified brand consultant Bijou Finney. And of course, the last note, I like to tell you that I talk about this work because I do it. I need it. And this is all about transformation, which can be really tough if we want it. You got to push through those rough spots and face some things and get them out and do the daily work and continue to show up for ourselves. And we aren't saying that where we are now isn't good, but there's no such thing as perfection, right? There's always room to improve and learn and grow. And I believe in the journey of this constant learning and growth. And there's no end game, just rather a practice of betterment and love. And when we keep pushing to do that, then we come out shinier and glowier and higher vibinger and more rocking, I should say, on the other side. So let's get to today's episode now. Let's rock our optimism. Optimism. Hello, rose-colored glasses. I'm looking at the bright side. <laughs> it's kind of annoying sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, Okay, so we hit up some serious optimism this week, and I'm about to tell you how it went. Um, So the spoiler alert, the funny part is that when I focused on it, I think I became more optimistic. (laughs) Funny how that works? But I'll tell you this, the week didn't start that way. I think I was still focused on comparison and paying attention to that. And I wasn't sure how in the world I was going to be optimistic because I was not feeling it. I was feeling down. And I was about to do the interview for the week because we did it early. We did it on Monday. And I wasn't sure what to do. So I'm going to play just a little bit of this voice memo. Take a listen. I'm prepping for this interview with Jody, And I just, I, every time I even think about being optimistic about love right now, today... I start crying and like oh god I feel bad I feel like I'm gonna just break down on her and um I just (laughs) maybe it's just part of it you know I just don't know how to feel optimistic about love right now (laughs) my divorce is getting close to being done and but my dating life is just it's pretty you know And I don't, I just don't know how to feel optimistic about that. And I know it's about loving myself. I know it is. I know it is. (sighs) I don't know how to get optimistic about love. 
And I know there's a million other things to get optimistic about, but uh, I think I got to go take care of myself or do something. I don't know. But I, I'm like trying to prepare for this interview and I, I can't even think about it without crying. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's how I was feeling. The rest of the day wasn't much better. I wasn't smiling a lot. I wasn't smiling hardly at all. I was kind of mopey and my body language, my energy, and my vibration was just down. And I decided to let it out. I decided to just let those feelings out. I called a few friends to get it out. I shed some tears, as you heard. I did some writing. But most importantly, I did the work around it all. I kept it kind of light, but I did the simple work. I ate something healthy. I went for a long walk. I listened to a really good podcast, actually, Heal Thyself, episode 69, that Bijou sent me. It was on sleep and codependency. Really good. And then I went to bed early and I slept all night long. And when I I didn't drink alcohol, but I would have liked to, (laughs) not going to lie. And so got a good night's sleep. And when I woke up the next day, I have to say I felt better. Um, I did look at social media, though, which is never a great idea. But I did, and I immediately saw something that kind of bummed me out. And you know you know how they do those little preview pics of stories on Facebook or whatever. I saw that. And something just hit me again. So I hopped back in, and I did the work again. I meditated. I read good stuff. I worked. I got some things done that I'd kind of been putting off. I exercised. I ate healthy. Does that sound boring? <laughs> I mean, it might. It might. It really might. But it paid off. That's the beautiful part. And you know what else I did? I got dressed. I did my hair. I put on makeup and I wore a big crystal ring. And I did all that pretty early in the day before noon. And I felt things start to shift. (laughs) I could just feel it. I had a new thought, an all new thought. I love when new thoughts pop up and you're like, why haven't I ever thought that before? Isn't that weird when that happens? I suddenly felt tired of feeling bad about love in particular. I felt tired of feeling bad about these ones that fall away or feeling hurt by the ones that don't show up. I just felt tired of it. And I started reflecting on this time a year ago and then this time a year before that and a year before that. And I realized that at all those points, I had felt insecure, worried, hurt, uncertain about love, all those points. A year ago, I was hung up, wrapped up in somebody else. Um, The year before that, I'd fallen in love with somebody who was very much the wrong choice for me. And I allowed myself to do that and then be hurt. And then the year before that, I was in my marriage that was no longer filled with love. And at that moment of reflection, I just felt tired of feeling like that. Like, why? I didn't want to anymore. I recovered from each of those things too, looking back in that reflection. All those times that I felt, quote unquote, heartbroken, and now I see, I will always recover. And if you reflect back on anything you're not feeling optimistic about, let's say it's money, let's say it's health, you know what? We come around, we recover. We can see it when we reflect back. I know I'm strong enough to recover. Maybe I don't even need to go there in the first place. (laughs) Maybe I can just hop right over and optimistically realize and live in a space that knows that this is a clearing out of what's not right for me or uh, movement and making space for what is right, making space for a better job, making space for more money, making space for the right love, making space for healing. I don't know. Maybe we can find that lesson and that you just have now more space for what is right. That's effing awesome, isn't it? I want it to continue and strengthen. And maybe the fact that we're here now is just that. Like maybe we can apply that to all different areas. I know, like I mentioned earlier, I know a lot of people are worried about money and their businesses and all sorts of related stuff right now. But the upshot is that we always get by. We're still here and we somehow manage, which I'll get candid about that for a minute. At the end of my last divorce, because, you know, this is my second one. I felt depleted, like really bad. Like I'm broke forever. My daughter's going to be better off without me kind of bad. 
It was a low. I was in a dark place. I couldn't see the light out of it. Money-wise, I barely made rent. And I did things like, you know, took Splenda packets, you know, from restaurants and put them in my purse <laughs> and was selling things on eBay. You know, it was, it was a tough time, the end of a marriage. And now I'm finalizing a divorce again. I don't think anybody feels great at the end of a marriage, except maybe like, you know, Jeff Bezos' ex-wife. I don't know. (laughs) And I'm at that point now, I feel depleted financially, and I don't know what's going to happen there. So if I apply this optimism perspective to that too, what would that look like? It would look like being tired of worrying and feeling bad and doubting that I can be okay and have everything I need and take care of my kids. And it would look like opening up that space for full trust that everything will be okay. And just skipping right on into that trust. It would feel free of judgments. I forgot that one earlier too, like freeing myself from judgments, me, my own mind, from what I think others think, (laughs) all that gone. It's just a newfound space of trust. So while optimism is not a fixed thing, it has its ups and downs. I think that's normal, especially now. You know, I I saw ups and downs this week, but just remember that maybe we can cut those downtimes shorter. Maybe we can find real practices. And when we cut down those times shorter, maybe then, you know, it's strengthening that trust. I would say to keep reflecting on the times that you've come back out of it, whatever it is, and expedite that and build that trust. And also don't be afraid to let it out, like vent to someone, vent it out to someone and then take care of yourself. Bijou says it really well at the end of BYOB today. She talks about taking the time to take care of yourself and then the sun will come back out. Pay attention to these physiological things and how they can affect our brain and our chemistry and our thoughts. If you're not eating the right thing, if you're not getting enough sleep, pay attention. And those are practices that we can do and work toward. Okay, so let's get to this week's episode. This week, as we talk optimism, loved having a conversation with Jody Rivera. Jody is the owner of Swamp Mermaid here in Austin, Texas. You can find her at Swamp Mermaid or at swamp.mermaid.beauty on Instagram or online. Uh, I was having a day, as you heard earlier, I was teary, and Jody is on the precipice of a fourth marriage, and she talks about recapturing the optimism of love and accepting yourself, and you know, she she just said that she had been super in love and had no regrets, and there are so many lessons to be learned, and just, I thought that was so beautiful and valuable, and not becoming jaded about things, right? She talks also about recognizing red flags and toxicity early on and moving on quickly, uh, not falling in love with potential. I also asked her about prenups and the optimism there and don't miss her answer on that. It's really great. And she talks too about how she gives when she's feeling depleted and how that can bring perspective. So I really enjoyed the interview. Remember that you can find her at Swamp Mermaid on Instagram. Big thanks to Jody for doing this today. On Go After Yourself, Jill and I had a conversation that she apparently really needed to have. She's moving soon or maybe not moving. And we talked about decisions around that, decisions that may already be made. And and are we optimistic and trusting about signs? And what we do when the excitement wears off and worry sets in. We also clarify a distinction between knowing the right things are going to be there for us versus they already are there. And we talk about things that can throw us off the optimism track and if optimism is equivalent to expectations. And our affirmation this week is, I know that things are going to work out. (laughs) I loved that one. On BYOB, Build Your Own Brand, Brain, and Biz this week, we talked about our brains and how they adapt to these topics that we focus on each week, like I mentioned earlier. We talked about optimism strategies during this pandemic, the feeling of not getting enough done, my strategy for getting things done and tricking myself, and what we tell our subconscious, 
We cover some creativity boosts and taking the pressure off of ourselves, realigning our expectations, and just so much more. It's a great chat today. And remember, listen to what she says at the end about optimism. So stick around for all that and lots more. And don't forget, you guys, I have a new free meditation out. That's right. I said I was doing it last week and I got it done. So you can just go to my website, amyedwards.com, and get it. It is free. I'll put a link to in the blog post wherever you're listening. You can tap through. It's super relaxing. It's about presence in the moment and remembering our wholeness. So go to amyedwards.com. It's right at the top. Hit resources if you want or amyedwards.com slash VIP access. And you can get that free new meditation, which I am so excited to have channeled some things into that this last week. So let's get to the episode with the interview and Jody Rivera. Hey. hey, how are you? Oh, Jody, it's so good to see you. You look gorgeous. I know. Oh, you. Let's just jump right in. We're going to start talking, but it's so good to see you. And I am so grateful that you wanted to, to talk about optimism with me too. It was your yes, idea. Yes, right? ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you, um, I think you threw that on me. And, uh, and so, um, we met on hinge we had a date. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we did. We did. Foxy lady. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad we met. And, um, so you are about to, um, get married for the fourth time. Is that right? <sighs> when you say it like that, I mean, uh-huh. yes, I'm actually about to be engaged to be married for the fourth time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a day. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I don't know what exactly happened. And well, I, I mean, just, it was like a few things and my divorce, my second divorce is almost wrapped up. It's not done yet. And I think that that like weighs on me a little bit. And, um, I just was trying to prepare for this interview and I started crying like three times and I might cry now. I'm really? like, yeah. really, really? Wow. Yeah, you know what? And I almost, I thought, should I reschedule? And I was like, no, because this is a good time to talk about optimism with her. Because I don't feel optimistic about love at all right now. And uh, I don't know if it's just where I'm at in my life or what. It's just kind of surprised me. And it really came on today. And so I wanted to ask you, like, how do you recapture that optimism when, you know, you've been through some stuff and you've been through your life? And how do you, and especially in a relationship and love, how do you find that optimism that somebody really wants to love you and take care of you and, you know, find that trust again and, and everything? It, it's not easy. You definitely have to, you have to be open to it, right? I mean, our walls are up, especially after one or two or three divorces. <laughs> and but you do, you kind of. Precisely. Like I want to keep my heart open, but I could feel it closed today. And I was like, I don't want to be that person, you know? <sighs> well, I mean, it took years. I, you know, I would say even three or four years after my last divorce, which would have been my third divorce. Yeah. I was like, all right, I did it. I loved big. That was the one. Uh, I'm, I actually felt okay and I can't believe I'm saying this now, but it felt fine to be like, all right, that was the big one. And that I felt that, and that was amazing. And now here I am six years after a divorce where I'm like, you know, every time, and this is, this is for, for men and women, every time we start a new relationship, that is um, a healthy relationship, which a lot of us never have healthy relationships. But this, I really feel like, um, I really feel heard in this relationship. I feel like I've met my equal. Um, All the things that, you know, bits and pieces were there in other marriages, but not like this. And, you know, after my second marriage, I said, I am positively never getting married again. (laughs) Oh, I'm so, I mean, like, (laughs) I don't care what any, I don't care who I meet or what happens. I'm not ever getting married again. And I learned to not even, not even put that out there because there I was getting married a third time and super in love. And I have no regrets about that because, you know, there's so many lessons to be learned in it, but you know, it was, it was heartbreaking. That was my big heartbreak after number three. And I did, I mean, there was days I had no hope and I didn't care. It wasn't like, Oh no, I have no hope. I'm, I've given up. It was like, I have no hope. 
<laughs> who cares? Like I like, I like me and it's taken me the last six years to work on myself and to figure out who I am and what I, I do need in a partner. Um, and that always comes down to like, you shouldn't need another person. You should have all your needs met within yourself and your family or your dogs, like whatever makes yes. you happy. Yes. And I'm always preaching that and I'm working on it all the time, you know, and I'm like, I'm very much in that space. But, but then, um, I had someone that I had dated who, you know, really, um, told me a lot of things that I wanted to, tr- that I trusted. And, um, and then things changed and I, the actions didn't align with the words. And so I think that, you know, then I, I don't want to be like a jaded person. I don't want to give up hope and all that. And so, so anyway, I, I just, I, I really admire that, you know, optimism of, getting married again and, and again. Cause like, yeah. I wonder about myself. I know I'm not saying never because I still have this little twingy fantasy of yeah. like it being right. Because my first marriage was too big. My second marriage, <laughs> I'm talking I about the that. wedding day, the wedding. I get it. Yeah. yeah. There, there were things that were like not right that I knew weren't right each time. Yeah. And so, you know, you dream of like it actually being right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say the biggest thing that I learned after three marriages, not before, <laughs> I hope you don't have to go. I hope you, <laughs> um, whenever we're dating, right, we're out there and we're like, we've gotten to that point. We're like, all right, I guess I'll start dating and see what's out there. Who knows that feeling of like, just maybe, um, the, and this, this can sound shitty in a way, but you have to take care of yourself. And that the soonest that you know that that is not a match for you, whether it's um, if I go on a first date with a guy and at the end of it, they want to split the check. Yeah. I, well, I, I just take over. I'm like, Oh no, if, if that's an issue for you, like, let me just go ahead and I'll pay the check. And this is the end. And we're done. Like, <laughs> yeah. And to me, it's, you know, I don't need a man to pay for all my shit, but it's like manners. I need manners to be in place already. I cannot teach you like how to uh, pursue a woman, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and that was, that was the thing with me. It's like, after going on a few dates here and there, if it's just like, man, there's a pizza box in his bed from two days ago. It's just a no. It's, I'm not going to have that conversation with an adult. Like, Hey, uh, do you usually have pizza? This actually happened. You know what I'm, I'm just like, yes, yes, it did. We're and it's just a hard no where I know when I was younger, I'm like, well, maybe he fell asleep and then he was so busy. No, there's, there's no more falling in love with someone's potential as we're grown ups now. We're grown ups and That's we have it going on. That exact sentence for like yes. a few days to my friends. I've been like, I'm so over potential. Like, I don't want to see, I want an actualized human being. Yes. Who's like, knows what's up. Like, I, I, yeah. can't, I can't do potential anymore. Yeah, no. And that's, that's part of, uh, that's part of our growth though, and working on ourselves and knowing that we deserve more because we tell each other, Oh my God, you deserve this and you deserve that. But to really know in your own heart that you deserve happiness. And sometimes, sometimes, you know, I actually, you know, my current guy, I tried to push him away a few times. I tried to sabotage it because I was like so happy and it felt uh, foreign to me as you know, it, which is sad. But then I realized I'm like, oh my God, I'm happy and I feel vulnerable and that equals pain. So maybe not, maybe let's not do this, you know? And fortunately he just kept giving me space and, you know, he's the one who's more recently divorced than I am, but he was very patient and, you know, let me be me, so to speak. That's beautiful. So that's how he handled it. He just. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that, um, a lot of like this, you know, optimism and love, um, is tied to like holding on to your own power? Uh, yes and no. Yeah. I mean, because again, we're, we have those walls up because we're constantly protecting our heart. Um, and when you have kids as we do, it's like, we're also protecting our children and you know, big time. Yeah. We have a lot to, to have walls up for. I'll just say that. And so, and that's natural. It's totally natural to have walls up. What's not good is when you're letting walls down for the wrong people, you know? And just like you said, with the actions, not meeting up with someone's words, words mean nothing to me, zero, 
literally nothing. I'm like, you have to show me with your actions um, what, what I mean to you, what this relationship means to you, um, what, you're, what you're looking for, what you're willing to do, all those things, you know, because when the right person does come along, the actions speak louder than words, such a cliche, but it is the truth, 100%. You know, the whole, like, I work with all women. I, I, not only all my coworkers are women, but I mainly work on women. And so I hear it all day long and it's like, oh, I went on this date. I had a great time. Should I text him? And it's just like, are we ever going to stop? Are we ever going to stop doing this and driving ourselves crazy? You know, I mean, think of, no, we're not. We're, it makes us, love makes us crazy, Mm -hmm. you know? And, And it's just. There's the fun, crazy part, the butterflies and something new. And then there's the actual, um, oh, I just think of those, those terrible relationships I've been in where someone that you love and somewhat trust is flat out lying to and you know it, but they won't admit it. And it makes you literally feel crazy. You're like, I'm, I'm going to turn into a crazy person. Yeah. Exit those toxic relationships immediately so that you have that open space to invite a better person, your match, your equal into your life. Like let those people go. Yeah. And I think right. it's just, gonna, I think it's just going to take me a while to get there personally. Do did you, do you, uh, are you so optimistic about a marriage that you go in without a prenup or with, or do you plan for if something? That is a great question. That is <laughs> such a good question. I think my, my almost fiance almost wrecked the car when I said to him, I was like, you know, I don't believe in free free nuts. (laughs) And he was like, what? I mean, he lives in Columbus, Ohio. He owns a uh, commercial and residential building and two businesses, successful guy. And, you know, I have my own business and own house, whatever. And I, and he was like, wait, why not? I mean, it's just like, and it, you know, it's just like, we don't have to get married, you know, like we can just do our things. But if we're going to be a true team and a true like partnership, then as crazy as it sounds like I'm not motivated by, by money and things. So it's like, we're either going into this with like everything to lose, so to speak. I mean, or we just, we don't have to do all that. And And he's so protective of his assets and his success in a way that it took him a few months because this was several months ago. And he was like, you know, the more he's gotten to know me, he can understand that I'm just like, if I'm low on anything, whether it's like financially or my mood is low or whatever, I just start giving, like give, 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 give. And then you, you just get filled back up in so many different ways. And he's never been with anyone like that. So he's just like, what are you doing? But now it's cute because it's rubbed off on him and he's been just, you know, giving more and being sweeter. His employees are noticing stuff like that. But what does that give yeah, you like? What does that give um, for you? It, what does it look like for me? Mm-hmm. So he said, um, I mean, he's, he's naturally, I don't want to say naturally a negative person because that's, that sounds terrible, but his go-to, like if something happens to us, He's like, oh no, this, 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 where I'm like, nope, there's a lesson in it. It's going to be fine. It could be worse. And so even just to see that attitude from him turning around, of course, it, it's helped our relationship even more. So, mm-hmm. But when you say it, you give, like, let's say your mood is down or something, what, what does that look like? Oh, sometimes that just looks like um, reaching out to someone, someone that I know that may not be going through a good time, reaching out to them and asking how they're doing, getting out of the me, me, me cycle of for me, I'm in a bad mood or, you know, my business is closed because of COVID, whatever it is. Like there's someone in a, in a situation that's way worse than whatever you're in. And it's find that person, see how they're doing, see if there's anything you can do for them. And then you'll take that attention off of, you know, whatever poor you problems you're having, (laughs) you know, 
Yeah. No, that's actually, that's really, really great advice and a good practice to get in. And I'm going to do it like when we hang up this call. It, it was funny, like, um, you know, I was kind of feeling sorry for myself and feeling bad and unoptimistic. And then right then, a really old friend who I haven't heard from in years that I used to work with texted and was just saying, oh, hi, I don't know if this is still your number. Just wanted to reach out and say, hi, I don't know if you know, I had a stroke a few years back and I know oh. him from radio. And, um, and he was like, I lost my voice. And I'm like, oh man, I mean, if that happened to me, I would be devastated. Wow. Yeah. I know. And you know what? Yeah. I was like, ooh, perspective, you know? And yep. uh, so I'm definitely going to write him back and just, and just focus on giving. I think that that's a, a really beautiful thing. And then giving to uh -huh. myself and that, and that self you know, taking care of my own energy type thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, let's see. There was one last thing I wanted to say. Have you ever had a prenup though? No, no. I had one in the last marriage and, um, and it was worthless. It didn't even matter. <laughs> so I mean, really? like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I will say going into my last marriages, I was young. I had nothing. I mean, you know, yeah, me you and the guy, wait, there was nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing to fight over. <laughs> Well, we're almost out of time. Is there any last thoughts that are something that you really wanted to share about optimism or even reiterate before we go today? Yeah, sure. So again, you know, because I work with primarily female, um, one of the things that I've always really taken a heart and paid attention to from some of my more, we'll say, mature clients is like, I, I've heard for the last 20 years from, from older women, like, oh, you girls, like the things that hold you back, or if you could just figure out what the, the fear is that's making you, whether it's, whether you're not leaving a relationship or you're scared to start a new relationship, it's like figuring out what the fear is behind it and tackling it because it's never worth it in the long run. Those kind of lessons, you know, just, just an example. I have a friend that's been in a five-year relationship. She's been miserable, miserable for the last couple of years. I'm like, how long are you going to be miserable? And she said, well, we just re-signed a year lease. Oh and I'm like, God. oh man. Like, and that's a perfect example. Like, don't stay miserable because you're on a lease with a guy. It's just, you know, you gotta, you gotta be strong and, and choose happiness, choose yourself. And sometimes you just got to move on whether it's hard or not. Yeah. And retain uh, some sort of outlook that, you know, keeps it positive, right? Absolutely. And we're all going to have bad days on the outside. That's beauty inside that shows outside for sure. It's absolutely. I mean, you're beautiful inside and out and I know you're about beauty. So that's, Aww, that's I say the same about you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry. I, I feel like a kind of a mess today. So thank you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay. That is beautiful. And I really appreciate you just taking a little while to sit down and everyone yeah. can find you at swamp mermaid. And of course your, um, amazing salon that does cosmetic tattooing and everything else is at swamp.mermaid.beauty and anything else you want to add before we go? No, that's it. This was great. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Jody. Yeah. Good to see you. How are you? Fine. How are you? I don't know. I'm feeling a little uh, deflated, um, not so optimistic. Like just thinking about my lease is up at the end of November and do I move? Do I not move? Where do I go? What part of town? Do I go in an apartment? Do I try to find a house to rent? Um, and I was just reading reviews on one place that I was just looking at and I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to go there. So... I mean, I have time, but yes, you have time. When do you have to decide by? Well, I have, if I have to give 60 days notice, then I guess the end of September. So not that long. No, not that long. It's like, do I just stay here? Because it's like, we already know the deal, but like maintenance sucks and I don't have nice amenities. I don't have like a balcony, you know, but like my job is also like, I don't know if that's through May or through September of next year. I don't know if I'll get a full-time opportunity. So it's just really hard. So what's hard about it? If you're not happy there. Cause it's not that I'm not happy. I just feel like, do I, 
want something different. And it's like probably mainly story, right? Where it's like we could have outside space. Sounds like kind of know what you want. I know. I need to, I know, I don't know. I need to like sit with it. I think I get out of my reliance on not manifestation, but like I can have all the thing, like all the components that are important to me. Right. And I just need to like give that some, some thought and some energy, some good energy. Yeah, you do. Maybe you should ask for a sign too. Like you do. There you go. Duh. So I always forget. I do too. All the time. I don't know. I think I thought of it because I'm talking to you who told me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Because yeah, like I rarely find, it's funny. I live in the space of like those tools or thinking about those tools for not actual things happening in my life at the time. But now this is like a thing where I should be relying on on that connection and those tools. And I'm just like, oh, let me just go ahead and make a decision all on my own. No, it's true. That's when we forget about it. It's the weirdest thing. I do it too. Oh. And um, so, you know, I've been listening to that. I, I, we are recording, by the way. So yes. I'm going to go ahead and say, everybody, welcome to Go After Yourself. Um, so with Jill Faulkner. And so um, I've been listening to that Loving What Is. I, I, I finished it. But um, she talks about not making decisions and that if we pay attention, they're already made for us, which we, I might have mentioned to you before. I don't know. So I've been kind of trying to pay attention to that especially dating you know when you push for something or try to force something and I'm like actually the decision's already there like it's already there it's already made so I just have to relax but in moving and deciding to renew your lease I don't know how that decision's made but when you say the decision's already made it's like I need to move is the first thought that comes to mind then there's the, then you've made the decision. And I mean, you didn't say one positive about staying when you were just telling me like not one. Yeah. Cause there's not any. (laughs) The only positive you said was actually a negative of something about your job not being secure. Right. Right. There's just these unknown components to my life. So I don't know, maybe you should ask for a sign and maybe, yeah. um, Maybe you should feel optimistic about a sign. I mean, do you usually feel optimistic about your signs? Yeah. And I, I very much, I put trust in them. Yeah. I know it's funny. You know, so I can think about optimism. Like um, when you're, you're challenged with, you know, I was reading reviews of a, a particular apartment complex. So you see a few negative reviews and then the optimism goes away, right? When you're looking at their website and the pictures and the amenities and the pool and like the, ooh, like just, you know, you're envisioning your life, like feeling very optimistic about how this could go down and just like, how great is this going to be? I'm going to have a little, little balcony. Like, I know I want that story. We're just going to hang out and have a cup of coffee, right? So the optimism is there and I feel all this goodness. And then you read something negative and you go down that rabbit hole of, oh gosh, like there was one person who complained it said it wasn't good for dogs, but like other reviews say it's good. And then your optimism is just like stripped away from you. And how, you know, how do you, how do you not let that happen? <laughs> I don't know, especially when it comes to reading reviews and things like that. You get excited. It's like an excitement, right? Yeah. 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 And it's just, so as I, as I continue to kind of talk and just like work through the thoughts and feelings about all of this, like, my perfect apartment is going to be out there or my perfect next living situation is going to be great. So I'm going to stop worrying about it. I'm going to trust my gut, stay optimistic that the right thing is going to line up. It's not um, the right place for you. Isn't gonna be there. It already is there. Mm. It already is there. Hmm. Uh, so when I, I was having a major crisis once when I was getting my first divorce and didn't have a lot of money. I needed a place to live with Sydney and she was like, you know, two and I was or one and a half, I guess. And, um, and I mean, I was like on the verge of tears. I couldn't find anything. And, uh, someone said to me, Oh, your house is out there. You just have to find it. And I was like, right, right you know what it is? I'm going to live somewhere. I'm going to live somewhere. Right. <laughs> right. So I suppose 
it just gave me like a real optimism. And um, I've always looked back at that and I've always been like, okay, maybe I don't need to worry because it is somewhere. I'm going to live somewhere. Like right. you're going to do something. So it's out there. You just have to find it. Or maybe it's coming to you and it's just, you know, the delivery of it is a little bit slower than you thought it would be or something like that. And then I think too, it's like making the decision and then letting the universe catch up to that. Yeah. To, to keep lining things up in that way. Right. And, and just trusting. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to just think about all the areas where optimism can be challenged by very minor, like when you take a step back and you look at it, like it's a very minor thing that sometimes throws us off the, the optimism track. Right. And then there's some people that don't want to allow optimism in because then they're just disappointed. Um, right. Because is optimism equivalent to an expectation? Yep. I know. I don't, I don't think it is equivalent to expectations. Not for me. Um, I think, I don't know. I just, this week I'm working on it. I've, um, really found an optimistic way of looking at it. That's just, it's kind of, I think it's akin to hope, you know, but it's just related to this. Um, I don't know. For me, it's this being tired of not being optimistic and being tired mm. of um, just any feeling bad. I'm just tired of it. And I just, I just feel like, you know what? It, it all, everything always works out one way or the other. So I'm just going to go with that. I'm just going to go with that and make space in my life. So that's like when I've, I've already been working on the intro and that's kind of, that's what I've been talking about or thinking about, you know, as I reflected on the last couple of years, really on my love life a lot, you know, and just, um, I don't know, just, I'm just, I'm just tired of worrying about it or feeling mm-hmm. bad or whatever. And so I just am like, you know what, I'm just going to try this on for size and just roll like this. Like, why not? This feels better. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, optimism feels, I needed this conversation very much so. Yeah. Because it is, it it just feels better to be in that space of, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, kind of similar to hope and in a little bit of a way. Um, I don't know. Optimism just, I don't know. There's no attachment to it. Like I was saying before, like, is there, is there an expectation, right? That's kind of a question to think about. But for me, optimism, there's no attachment because it embraces the broader outcome. Yeah. That I will have a place to live. So optimism is, is a broader perspective of knowing, right? Or just optimistic that I will have a house. I will have a home. You will have love. I will have love. We will have the relationships we desire. Yeah. And so it's just kind of this umbrella, I think, that just we can have over us of optimism, not attached to a particular apartment, not attached to a particular person for love or relationship, not attached to a particular car, but I will have a way to transport myself. Yeah. You know, so it, I, I like, I, yeah, I just was, that's makes me feel so much better. Good. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad. It's just sitting yeah. in spaces with each thing each week just makes such a difference. It does. It mm-hmm. does every single time. It's kind of amazing. Um, okay. Well, we're, we're getting close to time. So how would we um, affirm this? Is there anything coming up for you around this? Like in the sense of it being, you know, instead of a cloud, like when you think about people that have a cloud that follow them, right? Like, if optimism follows, it's, I see it as like a, a bright, fluffy cloud. Or um, Yeah. Um, and for some reason, I'm picturing like a rainbow umbrella. <laughs> I like it. Let's go with it. So how do, how do we encapsulate the overarching feeling of optimism? And I feel like I am optimistic just feels a little... Yeah, it's too... Not great. Well, um, it feels like we're not trying. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's not even how I feel really. It's not, it's not how I want to approach affirming optimism in my life. So how do you? There's a knowing that things are going to work out. I, that's, I totally agree with that. There is a knowing. And, um, 
just so is it just I know things are going to work out or or I accept accept I know things are going to work out I know things are going to work out oh my god I could say that all day long yeah I know things are going to work out because there's no specificity to it right um I just I know that things are going to work out I know I'm going to have the perfect apartment for me you are you know like I know I know that's going to work out it's going to work out Jill I feel solid. Do you feel good about that? Um, I think I already say that all the time. <laughs> There's like an old video or it's from a couple of years ago that I was really into. It's like uh, from Charisma on Command and they had someone animate it. I'll see if I can find a link to add to the blog post. Everything is always going to be okay. They kind of say it. Like if you can just, if you can just get to that, I mean like that's a really, that's just a comforting thought. And it, sometimes it just takes experience, I think, you know, and just like, like me being able to look back on the time that, you know, I was worried about finding that place to live like you are, or, um, or, or as I'm going to talk about in the intro, just reflecting on these times in my life. I was reflecting on August, really, and the last August and the last August and just kind of like, oh, wait, my heart was hurting and I let it go on for a long time, you know, and like, I don't like being in that space. And you know what? I'm going to come out okay. So why don't I just skip to that part? And um, <laughs> I mean, because, and that's just a matter of, of trusting that I know it's all going to be okay. Yeah. And so you say that we're trusting, and that's what I think too, is, you know, trust has come up, I think a lot over the last um, few episodes. And, and I think it's something to stick with. Right. Sometimes I think we have to go out of um, to a new affirmation or a different concept, right, to give some variety here. But knowing that it's going to be okay is also a trust. And we get to stay optimistic because we have a deep trust. Yeah. In ourselves, in in spirit, in a higher power or the universe, or just in in life unfolding. That's definitely the way it's been speaking to me. And with the meditation that I make, keep, you know? keep in mind. Yeah, yeah. that's, I, I agree. Um, sorry, I think I spoke over you. I apologize. Oh, that's um, good. But yeah, that's, that's in the meditation too that I, that I just made. And, and it's just about that. And those really, really do tie in together. I felt like between hope, comparison, and this, they all really fit together as I was making the meditation too. And it was about this knowing and this trust. And so it was a little more about trusting the moment that you're in right now. But I like that we're moving it forward with optimism and having that puffy cloud and that rainbow and that light, you know, yeah. I know it's all going to work out. I know it's all going to work out. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think I, that's what we said. Yeah, I know. I know. I know it's, I know it's all going to work out. I know it's all going to work out. Yeah. Awesome. All right. That's it. We're out of time. Beautiful. Thank you. Mwah. Everybody can find you, uh, Jill Faulkner, on Instagram at underscore Jill Margaret underscore or at stickwithit.co on Instagram yes. or online. Yay. Thank you, Thank Jill. Thank you. Yes. Another, go laugh yourself. Go laugh yourself. It's been another fabulous episode where we're just affing each other. <laughs> I aff you, Jill. <laughs> I aff you. <laughs> It's time for BYOB, B with Bijou. Hi. Hi. You feeling optimistic this week? Yeah. You know what? It, whatever we're studying, it's like, it changes my life. Like, I was like, I, I think when they need to be happy things, because like when we study optimism, I'm feeling like, I feel like it changed me into feeling optimistic. Yeah, maybe it's just like thinking about those words really does make a difference because <laughs> Uh, yeah, for, for a while there, I was feeling like a little lost and lethargic and scared and overwhelmed. But for some reason this week, like I had the motivation and the energy to get into some things that I've been wanting to. And then I gained a little bit of momentum with them. So me too. Me too. Wow. Hmm. I'm really digging this week. I hope it continues. I do too. Maybe we just need to do optimism like a bunch of times in a row and see what happens. We're going to do two months. We're going to do an eight-week series on optimism. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because it would really help me. <laughs> me too. Maybe we should. Maybe we should just do another week on optimism because 
um, I don't know. It's just been weird. It was like, I didn't feel optimistic at the beginning because, you know, we talked. And then, uh, and then like, it was like a switch flipped or something. But um, I wanted to talk to you if you had any like strategies about, you know, feeling optimistic during the pandemic business-wise. And maybe that goes along with some books because I know you've been sharing your books and maybe it goes along with some brain and, and that kind of thing, you know, about just doing the work and those practices to bring some optimism. Do you think yeah, it does? Well, of your post, it was just like, start with something small or like, it was like, just do, just do the next thing. Do the next yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's like, just uh, have, have a plan. Like we've been saying forever, like write out the plan. That should be your first step. And then have these little bite-sized chunks that you can get accomplished. And whenever you like get one done, even if it's one a day, uh, you, you kind of just feel somewhat accomplished. So like, just let yourself feel accomplished. I know you probably want to get five of those things done, but as long as you get one done every day, uh, I think that that's, that's awesome momentum because I think people get really down on themselves. I know I do if I don't feel like I got enough done, but if I do have a plan, and I give myself the, the bar of, hey, get this done for yourself. Because um, that's the biggest thing. Like for my clients, I can get stuff done pretty fast just because I'm motivated by like wanting to deliver for them. But sometimes for my own projects, it takes me a little bit more time because by the time I do everyone else's stuff, sometimes I don't have the energy or I, I'm too perfectionistic about – is that a word? Professional about like my own stuff or I don't know sometimes it just feels weird putting yourself out there and I feel like you almost dread it so you might take a little longer to do it or I that's do. me I do all the time all the time yeah and it's so, so dumb because I know I'm gonna do it but I dread it anyway this week, uh, I was like really taking some time to look at other people that I admire and using them as inspiration and seeing what they're doing. And like, I kind of told myself little things like, she's only like 24 and she's doing this. Like, I can totally do it. <laughs> I've been doing, I do mind tricks like that too. The one I've been using is, um, you know, since I've changed to, instead of work hard, work easy, I've just changed it to like, this is fun. I just tell myself, this is fun. This is so fun. So fun. I'm just going to, just going to write this and share it. And like, it's taking me out of overthinking mode and dread mode, I think. Cause, but I mean, I still was really slow to get a few things done, like social media posting wise and that kind of thing. Cause those are the, those are the things that I've let my, I've convinced myself that they're a chore. Well, let me do, let me say something else really quick that I, I made a note to say. And I think with uh, the algorithms and all the crap with how Instagram and Facebook are, are doing things, I want to encourage people that are listening to pick like 10 people, whether you're, they're your friends or people that you enjoy their content, um, a notification when they post or uh at some time during the day, go and check everybody because you might not be seeing their stuff. And I know that a lot of people are talking about being discouraged because they've noticed that they're not getting as much interaction on their stuff. And when people are like pouring their heart and soul into some content or doing the research for people or trying things and making stuff, like it really matters. It really helps you keep going if you think that people are enjoying it and benefiting from it. And so I don't want people to get discouraged because they might not realize that it's like the, the algorithm is messing everything up. So I wanted to just ask people to do that because it's hard as a content creator to like produce all the time. And then you know what I mean, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I'm really familiar with that. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to make it not hard. I think I'm just trying mind tricks on my own brain it's like the word optimism, like maybe it's simply having that as our focus for the week and knowing it was there had some sort of subconscious effect on us. So I'm like 
just trying to tell myself that it's all fun and easy and it doesn't need to be hard. And, but I get what you're saying about the engagement and that can be discouraging. So finding, you know, concrete tactics to, I don't know, to just keep yourself going and, um, but still it can be kind of discouraging, you know, like for me, I've, I've had to just like ignore that part and like keep cranking it out. And I'm, I'm just trying to get on a more, uh, I don't know, like regular schedule of it and, and not dread it and just tell myself it's fun. It's fun. I think that the subconscious thing is huge because, uh, there were some things that I was really worried about for a couple of months, uh, or especially a couple of weeks. And I finally got so sick of worrying about them that I finally just told myself like enough, enough. And, and it, it made a big difference. Like I literally made them stop in my mind. Yeah. Well, that's what my intro is this week. As I reflected on optimism, you know, I reflected back on how I felt this month, you know, last year and the year before. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just over it. Just over like, you know, feeling rejected or whatever it is. It's just, a, it's just making space for the right thing. I'm just over it. I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> We're over baby. I'm over it. But business wise, you know what? Same thing. Like, yeah, just get over worrying about it and just do something. Who cares? Just do any. And that's the thing. Who cares is a true thing because people don't really care near as much as we're making it out to think that we think that they care. Absolutely. And I do think that uh, that big magic book that I told you about, it was kind of like, I think that helped me a little bit because I, um, I was really just, it took some pressure off of the fact that I should be doing things that make me happy. I should be doing things that give me purpose. Whether or not I get the type of reaction that I think that I want or deserve right now doesn't change that. It doesn't mean that I need to like quit and go start this like cubicle job that I'll hate just because I need to make this amount of money, like I kind of just got over that fear. And I was like, even if I have to do what I love for like six different people to make the type of money that I need, then that's what I'm going to do because working with those six people could totally change my life, right? It could put me off in a totally different direction or it could start a new relationship that I never could have imagined what could have come out of it. So I just have these expectations that were realigned and it turned out that the most important thing to me or the thing that I'm trying to focus on the most is what can I do to keep doing the thing that makes me happy and gives me a true sense of purpose? Yes, absolutely. And did you see that a quote? It was kind of long. I shared it from Austin Cleon on my Instagram story this week. And it was, um, he was just, I love Austin Cleon. He's a Austin writer and he wrote, steal like an artist and show your work. He's so great. And um, have you read steal like an artist? It's a short book and it's just great. Um, But anyway, he just was saying, we're going for hearts, not eyes, you know? And he was like, however much engagement or however many likes you've got, that's not what we're going for. We're going for actual, you know, the people that, that really care and you have to just keep putting out your content and keep doing the work rather than worrying about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by uh, doing it for the five people that care, right? Because, uh, I mean, I, there's a, been a couple times where some young girls that used to work for me will reach out to me and be like, dang, I really needed to hear what you and Amy had to say this week. And it that honestly just makes it for me. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it was only those three people that listened. Just the fact that it made a difference for them really keeps me going. And I know you're doing majority of the work. I just show up 15 minutes and razzle dazzle. You're the talent. But- <laughs> you're the talent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think that's a rationalization at all? Cause I, I feel the same way. Um, but a part of me is like, Oh, are you just rationalizing not being where you want to be? Um, but I, I think you have to, too, to keep going. It's like yeah. a going strategy. Because honestly, uh, I'm working with a couple other people right now on their brands and some of them are starting out and they're actually really far ahead. Like from, from my experience, like a YouTube channel that I'm helping, 
he like never has done YouTube before and already has like a thousand subscribers and he's just like getting a lot of views already because he's really good and he doesn't think that's enough because he's comparing himself to the people that have been that have like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of views and I'm like he's like what's different between me and them he like is comparing his video to their video and I'm like literally there's no difference except for they've been in a game longer and yeah. you're not thinking about the five extra years that they've been doing this more than you so why are you comparing yourself in that regard yeah because it's exponential you know and um and so I don't I don't think it's a rationalization and I mean it I really mean it it does matter just if, the, if it's those five people it really does matter um and so but then you know there is exponential growth like because then one person tells somebody and then they tell somebody and you know you can see it grow so it just takes time like every yeah, other damn okay. thing just because now we live in the world of the ability to share our passion or our um gift with a lot of people doesn't mean that it matters that we reach hundreds of thousands of people like back in the day people felt such a sense of like worth and and happiness in what they did because they helped the 10 people in their town yeah or i mean honestly it's kind of just like why can't it just be enough that we help five people every time we do something yeah. like screw the fact that it could be a million i mean if it's going to be a million it'll be a million eventually but can we just celebrate the small successes? I, th I think it helps us be more optimistic about the future, honestly. I do too. Okay, so uh, I saw you shared your bookshelf post this week. Yay! And um, so people can find that on your Instagram or on your Facebook, but story by style. So anything new you're reading? Oh, so much brain stuff. And um, I just, it's so funny because I remember back in the day I used to get a little bit discouraged. I felt like I was ADD because I was like into so many different things that didn't seem to have a connection to them. But uh, I've started realizing the common thread in a lot of things. And it's kind of like, um, it's always optimization, I guess, but just understanding the brain helps me understand how to live. Like for instance, the way that the brain works and ticks, the best ways to communicate how food and supplements and health affect your brain and how you can't really like judge someone for being like foggy if like they truly are having this or that issue but I don't know it's all just so interesting to me and I was like looked at my bookshelf and I was like am I a psychopath it's like all over the road but then I started thinking no it actually kind of like makes sense like there's this underlying theme that is me that's kind of like what can I take? How can I be more healthy? How can I understand this better? And what can I do to kind of take control of my own mind? That's the, all the brain stuff in my, in my reading list right now. Yes, I'm down with that. Good. Well, uh, maybe you'll share that on your next bookshelf. Yeah. That'd be great. Awesome. When are you sharing your bookshelf, Amy? I know. I, I'm going to. Because um, it's, I've always got 10 books that I'm reading about roughly. So uh, and that's not even including the audible ones. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're addicts, but that's a good thing. It keeps yeah. me, I love it. I love it. So, um, all right, well, we're out of time. Anything to add before we go? Nope. Just uh, find one or two little ways to keep being optimistic. I know it's hard right now for a lot of people. And I know it's hard for me from week to week, but that, I'm going to continue with it. So I hope other people will too. I will too. Yeah, for sure. It is. It, 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 we are all going to have up and ups and downs business wise or whatever wise. And so, you know, I mean, just get sick of feeling bad. <laughs> you feel bad and you feel like you can't be optimistic. It might be because of what you're eating or your amount of sleep. So don't get too down on yourself. Take a nap, eat something healthy, and then rethink about that problem. Great advice. So thank you so much, Bijou. Everybody can find you at Story Five Style, Story X Style. Yeah.
Okay, so there's a resource roundup of everything we covered on my blog at amyedwards.com slash blog. You can go there for links to everything we mentioned in the episode. And also, there should be a link to my brand new free meditation in there as well. And that'll also take you to any other free resources that I've got on my website, the values worksheet that Bijou and I have created as well. Thank you so much to Jody Rivera. I so enjoyed talking to her about optimism and it really did make a difference to me and I hope it did to you too. And remember, you can find her at Swamp Mermaid on Instagram or at swamp.mermaid.austin on Instagram or online at swampmermaidaustin.com. And thank you so much to our regular contributors. To Jill Faulkner, you can find her on Instagram at underscore Jill Margaret underscore or at stickwithit.co on Instagram or online. Thank you to Bijou Finney, too, of BYOB. She is at Story by Style, Story X Style on Instagram. And both of them have new posts up about their bookshelf and everything that they're reading. So check that out. Remember that you can connect with me at Real Amy Edwards on Instagram or write to me and let me know what you think. Give me any of your thoughts amy at amyedwards.com. And don't forget to please rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, wherever you're listening, or share it with a friend. It's like that little thing that makes a difference like we were talking about earlier in BYOB. I'm so grateful for any time that happens. So thank you. And thank you for being here. And remember, let it out. Let it out when you're not feeling it and take care of yourself. Those two practices, even if you do them lightly and easily, they're going to make a difference and they're going to bring optimism back around and reflect on those times when you have gotten through it. Maybe we just skip to that part. (laughs) I'm down for sure. All right. Thank you so much for being here and rocking everything with me. I'm Amy Edwards, your host, and I love you. Peace, love, light, health, joy, abundance, all of it to you till next time. 